When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are here with the one the only she's laughing because we have a live studio audience apparently miss sarah frazier okay i don't know what has happened to you in the past month i don't know if mercury is fully in retrograde but like david has friends over today they're popping champagne behind the scenes sam his friend wants to weigh in on the podcast, Lisa is there. What? Yeah. No, I do. I have to clarify though. I'm not David's friend. <laughs> Let me tell you something. They're hired. Okay, they're no, hired. This this guest today in yeah. studio, Sam, has come to pick a bone with you, Sarah Fraser. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't have a bone to pick aren't with you, Sarah. Aren't Fraser. you a fan of someone? Yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah, no, I'm Team Bethany, 100. percent so I'm sure Sarah has Sarah has outraged the fans so much with her negativity towards Bethany. We actually have a live person who has come in the studio where I am in Sag Harbor to defend Bethany. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Sam, th- they will love it because I have uh, tanked all of our reviews because people are so mad. They say, I'm jealous of Bethany. I have nothing on Bethany. Bethany is so successful with her nasty skinny girl wines, and I am just so bitter. So, Sam, please jump in, save us. Well, to clarify, to begin with, I don't <laughs> think skinny girl wines are still around, but uh, Forever Young Rosé, the Cote de Provence, is thriving. And uh, I've tasted it. It's exceptional. Bethany, oh. you did a great job partnering with that vineyard in uh, in Provence. But no, I mean, the the long story short is, especially after this recent BravoCon, you know, just witnessing the culture of, of Bravo fandom 
I'm sort of disenchanted and almost disgusted by the whole thing now. So it just, it reaffirms my feeling that Bethany is right. And, and I, I feel like, yes, it might be a little hypocritical given her, her, you know, background in this industry and her experience on Bravo. But I think it's fair for someone to just have a shift in their opinion and their point of view. And I, I don't disagree with a lot of the stuff she's saying and a lot of the stuff she's doing. I Wait, think Sam is toxic. And I think the fans are becoming toxic too. Even watching some of the questions that are asked, the whole thing, it just, it really does glorify just negative, toxic nonsense all across the board. I was going to ask you, what did you find negative or what did you find uh, reaffirming about BravoCon that Bethany was right? What what about it? I just think the whole culture of of Bravo from, you know, the attitudes of all of the the talent, the people that are on the shows and also the the fans. It just there's something like unsavory about it. I mean, first of all, it just the whole thing feels sort of cultish now. And I, I just I don't know. I can't specify exactly what it is that turned me off, but seeing all of the the Bravo con like footage and clips, first of all, I think that the whole thing is just tired. Like it's just a whole bunch of recycled people and recycled content and recycled conversations. And they just expect us to eat it up and pay thousands of dollars to attend these events and you know, spend waste really so much of our time investing in these people and these shows and i think the the quality of the programming has gone downhill and the expectation for fans has gone up and it's just it's just a negative cycle i think andy is just you know he you could peaked say it. years ago i just there's a lot of questions about like people's sex lives and intimate details it's just it's all just kind of gross i don't know i'm no. over it i'm over it Okay. Oh my God. Sam, you are about to get five star reviews from Mr. <laughs> Yonsef. I mean, that was a hey. Well, let me tell you, next year, Sarah and I will be covering BravoCon 24-7, but I'm not, we have a difference of opinion about whether we need to actually be there. Right. I think we could cover it without being there because, I mean, the headlines make the headlines. Erica Jane just took a shit. I mean, let's talk about that. You we could, could do cover that. it in the same way that everyone else you're basically recovering the coverage right if that's how you're getting your information but i think it's valuable for you to go if, Sarah if the wants intent to is to like really get inside information Ugh. and share like juicy behind the scenes scoop for your listeners that's valuable to you as well that's, content providers but that's I mean, we, we, may, we may need to add sam to our shows i mean this may this twosome might become a threesome that's what that's daddy daddy david will gladly take a day off and you and Sam could do this show and I'm not going to, I would never, not after what happened with Kim D. I learned my lesson. Oh, You'll like, throw me away like a stale crust of bread. And I'm team Kim D. Oh, I'm going to go on the record and say who? that. And you know what, who? Sarah? I also need to just acknowledge, because there might be some crossover with your listeners. I'm a good friend of Natalie Poucher, who has a wonderful podcast. Oh, and I was a frequent contributor on her show until I had one too many hot takes about Raquel Levis, basically being team Raquel. Did you get fired from another canceled. podcast? I got canceled. Wait, wait, what was the name of the podcast? Okay, her wait. The podcast what? is called Humble and Hungry. Humble she was and a, Hungry. She was a co-host on a You also had problems with podcast. Heather Dubrow. Can I say I that? I will not mention oh, her sorry. name. But um, the point is, you know, Oh my God, Sam, I'm obsessed with you. I, we have I, a very I, controversial I, guest in studio today, people. We do. And you know Sam, what? David expects, no. 
David expects a standing reservation at, you know, Tuto Il Giorno in Sag Harbor. He also calls it Tutti, which it's not. It's Tuto. I went and- last night with the one and only Miss Barbara Cavavit from Roni. We were at Tuto. But he expects the standing reservation and I get nothing in return. So finally, I said, I'm just going to hijack your show tonight and I'm going to be. I'm so glad you did. It's Sam, we have to argue because I. Then and, we have and, to and, focus on some of the topics. All right, we'll on. get to it. But I, no, it's funny. I appreciate your take, but it's weird. I felt the same way you did about BravoCon until I went. And then I was like, oddly thought this was like Disney World. Like the women that were there and the gay men that were there were so elated. I mean, they were so, it was like when they saw Frank um, without his shirt on and like Joey B and Joey Gorga. I mean, these women <laughs> went crazy. You know, I'm when with Sam on like, this one. They no, were, I'm not they surprised were so to hear that. Happy. I, yeah, I don't know. And there's I something I I guess uplifting and toxic. endearing about that. I need the package over there. But can I hand you the package? Yes. The re-gift that you just tried to and by the way, hoax me here with Sam said he didn't get anything for my reservation at Tudo. He got a skylight frame. If you go to skylightframe.com slash velvet. You t- no, this Sarah, this is a digital frame. So let me, do you know how a digital frame works? Cause I didn't, you literally, this is like for the new generation. And by the way, grandparents even can use this. You tie it to your phone and you put That's the picture the only frame out. I use it. Oh my you God. You tie it to your like phone? it's tied you into your, it yeah, you connect Wi-Fi? it. Yeah. See, Sam is young and hip. You connect it to your phone and then. Wow, that's revolutionary. Like if like- I get a picture with Sam today, I could put that out tomorrow when I meet, you know, I go into Tudo and Beyonce's there. She was there this summer. I can get a picture with Beyonce and put it. You could have a different picture in your frame every day with Skylight Frame. And for everyone listening, we have a lot of listeners 50 and over. You guys can figure this out too if you're not technically savvy because this, they say, is the easiest digital frame to use. Skylightframe.com. There's no code. Just .com. Got you this five star reservation, and all he got was a shitty skylight frame that, that basically hooks <laughs> up to your phone. Oh I love God. skylight frame. Honestly, I really do love this. I have double, and that's why I'm giving him one here. I would have preferred a case of bubbly or a cashmere cardigan from Quinn's. slash relief band at this point because I'm nauseous from this conversation. Before we move on to some topics, just quickly, I'm not, I have not read up on Leah's lawsuit, but what did you guys think overall of the Vanity Fair article? Sam, you go first because I'm curious did about you read your- it. I did read it. Um, I thought it was um, sort of anticlimactic. I, I didn't think there was that much new information or anything that was like, blew me away or like you know was so salacious that left me speechless um i think it was i'm trying to remember specific details um guess who else trashed the vanity fair article one of the main contributors the one the only bethany frankel she trashed it she's now because it didn't pack the punch that she was hoping for right she has just spoken out to say Oh, I agree. That really fell flat. flat. Hey, she didn't happened. trash it. She basically is trying to backtrack and say that she was never the main focus of it. She's trying to deflect from the fact that it was a nothing burger. And 
quite honestly, I don't, Sam, I don't know how you felt, but I read through Leah's whole argument here where she's basically trying to sue in so many words that that her co-host pressured her to drink when they knew she was a recovering alcoholic. And she implies that, you know, Andy was disappointed that she wasn't drinking again. How is any of this a, a criminal complaint or even a harassment at work? I mean, she even gives an example. Her grandmother was dying. A producer calls her and goes, if you need to go, like, go. We want you to be with the grandmother. She gives this example. And then she's like, you know what? But still, I think they were disappointed that I didn't relapse on the uh, on the scene or on that um, season. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, Leah, this makes no fucking sense. This is such a media grab. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. Does anyone else love this time of year as much as I do? It really is my favorite time of year. And much of that is because of the clothes. I turn to Quince for all of my fall and winter needs. Why? Because they have timeless essentials that will never go out of style. I literally have things in my closet from Quince that I've had forever. They have all the fall must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters. They start at $59. Suede bomber jackets, organic cotton sweaters. Quince's stuff is so high-end, but it's not expensive. Their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. It's a brilliant concept. They partner directly with top factories, and by doing that, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Check out all the styles at Quince today. Go to quince.com slash velvetrope for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash velvetrope to get free shipping and 365 365 day returns. Quince.com slash velvet rope. I love this time of year, fall, sweater weather, but what I don't love is the dry, dull skin that comes along with it getting colder outside. This year, I don't have any problems because I have one skin. One skin helps keep my skin hydrated, healthy, and glowing all year round thanks to the revolutionary OS1 peptide. This proprietary peptide is scientifically proven to reduce aged cells. 
One skin scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin and their groundbreaking lab research. One skin is my go-to product for my face, but they also have a great eye product and a great body product. Their body topical supplement helps your whole body feel moisturized all day long. One skin is the world's first skin longevity company. One skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code VELVET at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code VELVET. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. I've been so honest with you guys over the past year about my struggle with my weight, and I'll admit it, for me, eating is an emotional experience. When I get stressed out and whatever with this job, I turn to food for comfort. And that's why when I heard of Noom, it made so much sense to me because Noom helps manage weight through a psychology-based approach. They understand that a lot of us eat for emotional needs. So many weight loss programs that I tried focused on what I eat, but Noom is using science to help me understand why I eat. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Noom's psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easy to maintain. The best part, you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. How awesome is that? Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Well, I think it's, I think it's valid in the sense that she's probably right. Like, I, I believe that the producers and the network probably wanted, you know, her, not necessarily for her to relapse, but of course, they're always chasing some sort of like scandal or dramatic event, right? But that's that's hearsay. And I don't think that that's grounds to sue them because you willingly put yourself in this knowingly toxic environment. And, you know, you're the one to blame for any poor decisions that you made. Speaking of her grandmother dying, I I have a personal story about that incident specifically because I ran into them that weekend when they were, that was the weekend that they were out here in the Hamptons Mm. filming. And I have an interesting story that I've shared publicly before, but maybe your listeners would be interested to hear, but in a nutshell, tell us. Yeah. So this was when I first moved out here full time, which was like the summer of COVID 2020. And then that fall, like restaurants were starting to reopen and and such. And I knew that they were out here filming because I had heard that a few people I knew had seen them out and about at Wolfer Estate and other um, locations. And so one night my friend and I went to dinner at the Topping Rose House, the hotel. And we had frequented this place before. We were friendly with the manager and we pull up, I park my car, I get out, I'm walking in, I see a person with a walkie talkie and I'm like, oh, they're filming something here. And I just knew in my gut, I just knew that they were filming Housewives. So oh, long story short, we had dinner and then I excused myself from the table and I walked to the event space, which is like a barn structure that's connected to the restaurant. And I stumble upon them filming what you may recall was that beauty pageant. Like th- th- they have like some sort of beauty the pageant. The Harry Dubin? Can no, it was, it was some sort of pageant event where all of the housewives like were performing and competing on stage, but it was a very small event. And okay. this was Ebony's first year, Leah's second year, uh, Sonia was there and Heather, what's her last name? Heather Thompson, Thompson was there. Heather. 
Remember that season yes. that she rejoined for a couple of episodes? And so I'm like, yeah. oh my God, Heather's here. So I innocently tweeted, mind you, I had like 80 followers at the time. You know, Heather Thompson is, um, I spotted the New York Housewives filming in the Hamptons. Heather Thompson is here. She must be rejoining the show. Put my phone in my pocket. Cameras go down. I walk in. I introduce myself to Sonia, who I sort of knew like um, through. Um, you poor thing. No, I like this. I love Sonia. Sonia then invites me to You're join You're the only one. Sonia then invites me to join Ooh. them for a drink. I'm literally, before my butt hits the seat, the producers ambush me. They're like, this is a closed set, COVID, strict policies. Get the fuck out of here. I said, okay, here's my card. Can you please just give my number to Sonia? Tell her to call me when you're done. Have her meet us in the restaurant for a drink. No sooner do I get back to my seat, I open my phone. My tweet had somehow gone viral because I broke the news that Heather was back on the show. It wasn't oh. public yet. Reality T picked it up. Reality Book. All these bloggers pick it up. The next day, I get a phone call from the production company. They're irate that this information has leaked. They say they have a big issue now with the topping rows because they violated their you know, privacy agreement. I get banned from the topping rows. My friend who was the manager got fired. And Sonia then was very upset with me because I ran into her years later. And she actually recalled the incident and said that the housewives got in trouble because they were blamed for like inviting me, this stranger in and any which way I still hold a grudge against Leah for that incident because, um, because somehow it was her fault. Somehow it was her fault. I hold a grudge. First of all, let me tell you something. Sonia also hates me. Really? I like that. See, oh, there's no, I another like thing. I thought Sonia was having so much fun at BravoCon. I was like, there's a woman who she loves the crowd. She's great on stage. She's showing her crotch at 65. She could care less. She's talking about fucking Owen Wilson. I mean, that he loves doggy style. I mean, I'm kind of like, <laughs> this is entertaining. This is like great. Where? What other convention do you go to where they act like that? I, I find I mean, it fun. Barb and I did go through somehow. Of course, I mean, you're with Barb. Of course it comes up. We went through the people of like, and I'm like last night. Listen, Barb and I agree on most of the New York housewives of what our feelings are. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that Leah will get a settlement out of, I do not think Vanity really? Fair was a nothing burger. I had drinks with Ebony this week. Just putting that out there. She's my friend. I don't think it was a nothing burger. I took everything she said very seriously. I think Leah is a total fool lunatic, but I do think Leah is going to get a settlement out of court. Now I know Leah's lawyer and he is literally literally in like he's a crazy shark mm. he dated i'm just gonna say he dated a housewife on from new york before Ooh. but not seriously gary is yeah he dated one of them do you know who he dated yeah, yeah. i know who he is barb he, he went on a few dates with barb yeah so he's supposed to be a crazy psychotic lawyer she's gonna get a settlement that's just my opinion. I'm not saying she has a case. I think there. Now she says she's never going to take a settlement. That's bullshit. When there's money in front of you for so your what, daughter, what is she asking for then? I don't. There's she wants no them lawsuit. To go, she wants them to go all the way to trial. So therefore, Bravo has to be exposed, right? Because we obviously know, like, part of the reason that trials. David knows this from being a lawyer. Don't go. Uh, cases don't go to trial. Nene leaks, for example, is because then they have to. You can audit so many things, right? They have to turn over emails. They have to turn over all these things. If you settle, none of that comes to light, right? And then there's usually some sort of agreement, like we'll pay you ten million dollars, Nene leaks, but you can Hush never money. talk about. Right. 
Right. So Leah wants to expose them. Leah wants to go all the way to trial so that her lawyer can ask them for producer emails. So wait a minute, David and Sam, then then all for what? there has to be more to the story than what Leah shared with Vanity Fair is essentially what you're implying. Right, David? I don't know. I don't, I, again, and I'm not trying to screw, I just, I haven't literally, this, because this article was so fucking long, it went on for 35,000 pages. Well, not only that, there was also so much hype beforehand. Right. I just I think said, that they like shifted their focus or they redacted things because there were some external factors that we're not aware of. I, mean, I think that they intended for it to be more explosive than it was. I mean, look, Leah's saying, I do think, I mean, look, I think there are bad facts in the fact that Leah was, for Leah, and the fact that she was already drinking before this, but she is saying Lisa Shannon, like who's high up, you know, says like, well, the reason no one likes you in season two is because you're not drinking. You were drinking in season one. Now you're boring. That's why no one likes you. You ask me. I mean, look, do I think this is going to go to trial? No, I really do think I'm not listening. People are sued every day. You don't always have a case. I believe my, me personally, without focusing too much, I think Leah's going to get a settlement, sign here. She says she's never going to settle. She wants to expose them. Well, then she's a bigger moron because she doesn't have a dollar to her name or a fucking pot to piss in. Now I'm getting pissed. And when there's, she doesn't. And when there's $250,000, she has nothing. Marriage and when there's a mob could be thriving for all we know. Okay. Could be, could be. And I could be, you know, they say I look like Brian Austin Green. I could be Brian Austin Green, but I'm not. Okay. So this is reality. No, that's who I get. I don't say it. Everyone else says it. I'm not saying, but this is reality. Like, okay. When there's a settlement in front of her, this lawyer is going to tell her to shut the fuck up because he's doing it contingent. She's going to take the settlement and the whole thing is going to go away. And she thinks, you know, she wanted to buy a $3 million apartment after getting her raise from 60,000 to 200,000 because she thought $200,000 was like millions. And it's like, girl, you can't afford this apartment. How do you know that? I know things. This is a true story. So sorry, everyone, but that's so when she gets this settlement and I'm not taking anything away from her, when she gets this settlement, she should say, Okay, well, I don't know if I really deserve all this. Let me put this away for my fucking daughter in the future. She's going to fucking blow it. I just know things and spend it and think it's millions of dollars. I, I can't say that's that what I, I agree think with is that. Frankly, I like Leah. So I, I, I no. sort of, I don't know that she has grounds for a lawsuit, but I believe that her feelings are valid because I'm sure that's what she experienced. I just don't know if it's like a, a punishable offense. It's just kind of like the nature of the gig. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Like you were yeah. a participant in this. So I don't know. And I hope that she doesn't take a settlement because then it would damage the integrity of her claims. If her would... goal is really to expose them and she has yeah. the ability to do that with this, then God. she could be a hero. I would love for nothing more than to this to go to court. And for us, to, I would be, I would get my popcorn ready right now. Oh, I would go to the courthouse. I would go to the courthouse. What did you two make though? Yeah. What did you two make of Frances uh, Berwick, who's the head of NBC Bravo? What did you make of her response this week, essentially coming out and saying, we're disappointed about reality reckoning. We're disappointed about Bethany. We feel like we we value these women. We pay them extremely well. We pay them a lot of money up front. We take a gamble on them, implying other, uh, unlike other networks that have reality stars that hardly pay them. Uh, you know, and she's saying every year we tweak, you know, how we do things. We were already in the process of addressing alcohol. What did you two make of 
I mean, I thought that was kind of a brilliant statement. I'm trying to be more, uh, less like bias against Bethany though. Cause I just, I just feel like Bethany has been completely deflated in the past 10 days, but, but I, I don't know. Like- I didn't read Francis's statement, so I'm not entirely familiar with what I it's everything you said. I read it and I'm trying to be, I've been very happy lately. Now you just got me on a rant. I haven't gone that hard on someone in a long yes. time. So sorry, Leah, but something maybe because of our guest in the audience, the audience, I can't, um, I look, I think what Francis, yeah, she said that we're disappointed in reality reckoning. She threw in that Bethany pitched three shows like a month yes. before Bethany has also clapped back and said, um, if that's all they have is that I pitched three shows, uh, they have nothing. And by the way, that's the smoking gun. That's not really the point in the whole reality reckoning. Are you guys familiar with Uncommon Goods? Now that we head into the holidays, you have to be. Uncommon Goods is a website that has an eclectic selection of, well, uncommon goods. You know when you have something and people say, where'd you get that? I have already started my holiday shopping. Yes, I like to start early. And some things that I've gotten people are 12 days of hot sauce. I got another friend who loves scotch, scotch infused toothpicks. And I got another friend, a hometown map glass set. You can actually put your friend's hometown map on a glass set. The list goes on and on and on. The more I'm on Uncommon Goods, the more I find the coolest stuff and I can't stop shopping. These gifts are so unique that no one else will have them. I also love that by shopping at Uncommon Goods, I'm supporting artists and small independent businesses. And they're made in small batches, so it's not like anyone else is going to have these gifts. To get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash Velvet. That's UncommonGoods.com slash Velvet for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Are you guys looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy? I was because if I get one more sock or candle, those gifts are so boring. And that's why I was happy to discover the most personal and thoughtful gift, the Skylight Digital Picture Frame. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. You can easily personalize Skylight with GIF Mode. GIF Mode lets you add photos to the frame ahead of time. So as soon as it's unwrapped and plugged in, their most treasured memories will appear. It's the perfect gift for everyone. My best friend just got married, so I'm gonna put all these pictures of her wedding on there for her. And you know, even grand grandparents can use it. It's that easy. I'm so confident you'll love Skylight, but if not, they offer a free 120-day return. As a special limited time offer for my listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash velvet. To get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash velvet. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash velvet. Rakuten, I don't buy anything online unless it's through the Rakuten website. Why? It's really simple. I get cash back as a member on everything that I buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,700 stores across every category, beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets. They work with stores like Sephora, Macy's, Ulta, Nike, Petco, eBay, Expedia, Best Buy. Oh my gosh. So why wouldn't you want to buy something through the Rakuten website? Because you'll get cash back by doing so. It's stuff you would buy anyway. Just today I had to buy supplies 
guys for work. And I went to Rakuten, which took me to Staples. I got 2% cash back. And then I had to book a hotel, which I booked through Expedia. I got 6% cash back. And now that we're heading into holiday season, I mean, you can rest assured I'm going to be doing all of my holiday shopping through Rakuten. You're already shopping for people for the holidays anyway. So why not go to the Rakuten website, which will lead you to all the places you need to shop at and you'll get cash back for it. Head to Rakuten.com and check it out for yourself. R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. I think, look, I think Francis's statement was corporate bullshit. Like, no, I don't think that they care about these women. I think if someone had a complete mental breakdown on the spot, they could care less. They don't care. Having said that, look, I think housewives are well paid after the first season, second season. It's a lot of money for a job that, yeah, they pay better than a lot of other reality shows out there. True, but I think when you compare it to the amount of money that the network is making off of them and their images, their likeness, their everything about them, their entire yeah. identity, are they really putting <laughs> the women's best interest or even any interest for them? I don't know. I, look, I'm so torn because, again, I, I've... I agree. That part of the of Bethany's reality reckoning, we've always said on this podcast, I 100% agree with. The fact that they sell their images to gift companies, to, that these women can't make money off of their images once they sign contracts with Bravo. I agree. I think that's crap. And I also think it's crap that they can take these housewife shows, rename them, retweak them, or just air them as is in other countries, and the women don't get paid additional money. That's fucking insane. Right. But I mean, I will say that I, I feel like Bethany is going to have such a hard time. The thing about when I went to BravoCon, almost over half of the women on that stage are over 40, 45 years old. I mean, you what other network is putting women of color, white women, Asian women of all ages, all backgrounds? They used to be of all sizes, but now they're all on Ozempic. But, you know, I mean, like who else is doing that and making these women multimillionaires or giving them a platform to go? Yeah, you do have to you got to pay us a cut, which is like smart business, as if David and I would let anyone come on this show and just promote the shit out of their stuff and not go at some point. All right. You know what? We have hundreds of thousands of downloads every month. You owe us 10 percent. Thousands. Right. The really? Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I think they're going to have such a hard time when you go to BravoCon and you look, these women 60 years old. I mean, when would they have a career? I mean, they although honey to get in the door today, you're 31, 39, maybe 41. They're starting over. Yeah, but they're doing that because young people are not watching television and they're trying to attract. How are you going to attract a 20 year old that's on TikTok and YouTube? They're trying to go, okay, who can we make the next hot Bryn? Bryn, uh, what's her last name? Whitfield. Whitfield, thank you. Everyone come for Sarah for not knowing. Don't come for me. <laughs> she gets she gets dings when she says when she doesn't know. Oh, me. yeah. But it's okay. okay. Well, that Bryn Whitfield, I think, is adorable. It's such a smart move. They are trying to get other 20-something women to go, oh my God, Bryn is great. She's biracial. 30s. But is she 30? Somebody, I think, yeah, is in their she's... 20s. Like Rachel Fuda, I think, was born in 1993. Yeah, she's 32 now. That yes. made me need a relief ban. I think that's absurd. I think that's absurd. A relief ban will change your life. It I truly, really truly, she's, she's that's way too girl. young to be engaging with these women. I agree with you. Stupid. Yeah, you're right. Bryn Whitfield is 36. Wow. How old is Rachel Fuda? Okay, let's look I at I swear Rachel. she's like 29. Can I just add some light into something? Which I think is. Do you want to hear this? 
Rachel Fuda is younger than the one, the only Sheena Shea, and younger than the one, the only Lindsay Hubbard. That's the funny thing. Some of these housewives are younger than Sheena and Lindsay, mm -hmm. younger than Kyle Cook. I think that's really kind of funny. Well, Kyle uh, Rachel Fuda is 32. Okay, yes, 32. I'm telling you, she, she started, started at 91. 90s, think, which is a little off-putting. Wow. Well, I'm but, you know, I don't even know why we're still talking about the reality. Right I was now. just going like to say such old news now. I was right, just going to say Sarah had a great time at BravoCon, but you know who didn't have a great time at BravoCon? Oh. Jenna Lyons, because she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I know. What did you buy of her excuse that she was just booked? She had other events. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. Jenna Lyons was somewhere. She was stopped by entertainment tonight. And they said, like, you know, it was literally the day after BravoCon. Like, you weren't, I didn't even realize she wasn't at BravoCon until, I mean, I, I knew she wasn't there, but like, you don't, you can't really think about a negative when someone's not there. And right. then they said, why weren't you there? And she's she like, you weren't there. No, I wasn't. Why weren't you there? She's like, I wasn't there. Like, what did you have to do? She had to pull post its or post post it, something. What, what did she say? She had she like, to clean her yeah. closet. She, it, maybe it's just not the right environment for her. Like, listen, everyone can't be expected to go and like, you know, speak on a panel at a convention and just be comfortable and thrive in that environment. Just because someone is willing to be on television and have a camera follow them. Like, look at all the people that are subjects of documentaries. You know what I mean? They're comfortable maybe with a small crew and sharing their story, but in an insular way. And it may just not her brand. It's just like kind of a trashy convention. I have to say, well, you, you do, you get. She's used to being at like Paris Fashion Week. Well, you know, yeah. you're probably not gonna, you're gonna feel like a fish out of water at the Mandalay Bay or wherever the hell this was, wherever the housewives are staying now at like the, the, they put the what is the name of the hotel get, well, that the got, Crockford? Get. What is it? Like No, they put them Cracker up at the Barrel Four Seasons. No, where are they staying on the current episodes of um, Beverly oh. Hills? I keep catching a glimpse of the name of the hotel and all I, I mean, get is like oh. Crockford. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, I know, right. in Vegas. And that's weird. Because What kind of a name for a hotel is that in Vegas? What about Flamingo? Well, what about Luxor? Jane is at Crockford. the... That's, I don't know about that. Erica's at the Mandalay Bay House of Blues, so I don't know. Can we talk, talk about Beverly Hills for a minute? You, can we just say one more thing about Jenna Lyons? Yeah, because um, I want to know if she's back. Is she back or not? Because I'm not totally over Jenna Lyons yet. I, there's something, you know, look, Jenna Lyons, I feel like just has this air about her that she's like too good for everything Bravo, right? But yet I am still, I do want that CEO of like to come out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she could teach America so much. You know what I mean? Like I, really I liked her. her. I, I didn't like her. love her, but I love that yeah. when I realized she wasn't at BravoCon, because BravoCon again, I mean, everyone's, I would have gone the last minute when Melissa Rivers invited me to go with her to cover it just because it's Melissa and I like her. And, but I'm short of that. I mean, I couldn't, I had prior engagements, but it's not my scene either. Now you do get paid five thousand dollars a day unless it increased. So, but Jenna doesn't need the fifteen thousand right. dollars. I loved her in that moment where she's just like, I. They said, "Why weren't you there?" Yeah. And she's like, "I was twiddling my thumbs." Like right. it literally was like go. she didn't want to yeah. go. And I think she's like this generation's Carol Radziwill. You know, yeah. oh, that's the name that you mispronounce all the time. I was trying to think of it. The oh, other okay. people came for her too. It's what do you say, Sarah? You say I always Rad say Radswell. 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 It's Radswell. I know it's, it's Carol Raswell, but <laughs> like, but Andy used to say it like, oh, Radzi, Radziwell. Anyway, so it's like, kind of. Funny. I don't think Carol would go to BravoCon. Well, we talked last week about you know is Carol going to come back? There no, is never. this. There is this like 
you know, she would fit in with these girls. That's what Andy said. Andy at BravoCon, somebody asked him if you could bring back three housewives unconditionally. Carol was one of them. Interesting, because I thought they had quite a falling out. I do too. I didn't even know that there was any contact, but he claims that Carol would fit in seamlessly with this new Roni cast because she's already friendly with a couple of the women. I think it was Bryn. I think there was maybe Jessel. I don't know. She's already in the mix. So I thought Andy was sort of teasing and wanted that to get back to Carol that they would love for her to be a friend of. Well, you know, what's sort of interesting. I just dawned on me like, Carol kind of started the reality reckoning. I feel like she was one of the first people to be really vocal about the kind of toxic environment and even like calling yeah. Andy out on some of his bullshit. So I I wouldn't be surprised if that reconciliation or that, no, well, I don't think Carol would do it. I'm sure Bethany's thought about that, inviting Carol onto her podcast so they can have their reconciliation. Then they can also bond over their now shared hatred of Bravo. But they have such a falling out. There's like, I don't think, I think Carol wants nothing but the worst. Nothing to do with Bethany, yeah. Do you know who also thinks Carol started the reality reckoning? Who? Carol. Really? She kind of did. She takes a lot of credit. She, listen, I, she kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a forward thinking woman. I mean, you know what I mean? She's got more brain cells than most of these housewives that that's the other thing that's so disturbing about it. It's like, (laughs) I, I I feel that Bethany's, you know, feeling about this whole network and the environment is valid. And I feel like all the other housewives deep down internally feel it, but they don't want to shit where they eat or bite the hand that feeds but you them. know so what it trying is to protect the network. So it's like, but you know what it is like the listeners, the behind the ropers, you know, um, it's the phrasiacs, the ropers, like the listeners and the fans they don't want the negative. They don't want to hear that you're over BravoCon. They don't want to hear about reality reckoning. They, and I'm not arguing with that. It's, I mean, I have a job and I'm drinking this fucking cup of coffee because of them. It's not so much that I'm over BravoCon, but I just am really feeling over the whole franchise in general. I don't enjoy the shows the way I used to. I can't but, disagree with that. Like, I, I just, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, I, you know, to your point, Sam, it is the same formula over and over, yeah, and, over, over. and over. I mean, Somehow they've rebooted Salt Lake to still be interesting, I guess, to me. And because that still feels fresh because it right, feels like we're in its fourth season right. and it's a, yeah. And actually, I mean, I think of all the, the current shows, they like share the most about their intimate lives. I don't know. I just feel it's all very superficial, but it is. I really it still want to talk about Mauricio and Kyle is still the one thing that, that has, that You're I haven't recovered it. from. No, I don't no. enjoy it. I, I'm still really shocked by it. It is like, shocking. Very it, few it, things surprise me. When I saw that headline, like I almost oh. like fell to my knees and like said a mm-hmm. prayer because I just wanted it to not be true. It's still really. And you know what? Me. I still cannot believe that I'm seeing Kyle openly discuss, you know, the demise of her marriage. Cause for so long, it seemed like they were such a strong, solid unit. And I just I, can't even fathom that they're not together. And what is it? What happened? 
Well, she says, you know, she slipped at BravoCon and said divorce. Now she's backtracking and saying, oh, that was just what? Now, I don't understand how you can just use the word divorce. It's kind of like if you get married and someone doesn't know and you're still engaged and you're like, oh, well, my husband and someone's like, what? You're engaged. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I just say husband. Well, you said so it's possible you can call your feet like sometimes like if I've had like like I used to joke, like say I was dating you seriously. Now that would never happen, of course. But say that we were yeah. dating, I would just say like, oh, my husband, like it's like a, it's a funny thing. But so it's like Kyle slipped at BravoCon and In said the context, opposite. Did she say, did she say we are getting divorced or did she say, no, she said like divorce. Yes, she said, I'm going through a very through. tough divorce. And someone's oh. like, divorce? And she's like, oh, what? No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm oh my God, I'm, I'm, there's so much going on. I mean, like divorce, like separation. She's backtracked and said, I never meant divorce. Honey, I think there's a divorce At happening. this point, why would they try to withhold that? I mean, at this point, the cat's out of the bag. It's not like it's much worse than separation. Were they trying to, unless okay, it's for well, the show and they're trying to like protect some big shocking season finale revelation. I don't see why they would be so concerned with revealing. I mean, that's a good take. That's a good take, right? That they're, they're going to save their finalizing their divorce for, um, for the actual show. Um, you know, I also have this theory. I feel like Mauricio is trying to win her back, but I've read a news story this week about them that says they're both in therapy separately and not together. And I thought that's the kiss of death. I mean, if they're not trying to do couples therapy and work it out, they're just doing therapy. I mean, I think he's really devastated. Now, I'm curious what you two think, because the way the show is portraying it this season is that Mauricio's real estate company has just taken off. You know, he's putting work above Kyle. You know, you've seen that teaser of the of the phone conversation or the phone conversation that aired um, after PK and um, Mauricio went to dinner. And Kyle is like, you know, didn't you take like Portia to school? No, I had to have somebody else take her. I'll take her tomorrow. You know, I mean, they're implying that he's just so busy with work and success that he's neglected his family. I don't know. Is that the reason? But that's the angle I feel like we're getting. Mm. I don't buy that. I, I think his company's been yeah expanding and thriving for years. And I just go back to what I said last week where she got rid of Kat or two weeks over. She got rid of, you know, she's parted ways with her sister, Kathy. And they still are cordial. Yeah, but like, they're not like friendly. Like she, I think Kyle is somebody who is just like waking up to her freedom in her 50s she feels controlled by her mother yeah. big kathy controlled by her big sister kathy controlled by mauricio i have this whole weird view now of kyle who's just this woman who feels like she's been controlled all this time and is just now like i just want to like break free and live like i understand that i mean I'm single for a reason. I can't take any control from anyone, even for five minutes. I will lose my shit and run. So I get it. I think she's that. that I just get that yeah. vibe from her. I don't know if that's true. That's I don't get that I get. vibe because I get? think she was so fiercely like cherished her marriage and her family and her children. I just, I don't think that that would cause her to suddenly just uh, walk away from her marriage. I really get that she's angry and resentful towards Mauricio for something deeper. I really do. Well, I, I don't I, think I do, anything I, else could explain a separation. Well, I mean, I the rumors that. are out there for years and years that he, I mean, I, regardless right. of this, I've right. heard this from, and I've heard it from people that. Oh, here he goes. No, that. 
like live there and know them. And like, I don't think these are, I really do believe these rumors are there. Like, I believe it's, I believe it's true. I believe Mauricio has had years of trips with different types of humans. They are never going to share that on the show. They are going to do Kardashian. They're going to do the Kris Jenner divorce. They're going to do the Kim and Kanye. Kim always takes the high road. You never really know. I mean, of course we we suspect yeah. like a lot of things about Kanye, but you're, you're never going to know for sure. They're going to, they're going to take the high road because they're going to want to protect his business, her business, the girls. So yeah. but I do agree, Sam, there is some deep, there is something deep there for sure. Because I mean, this literally happened. Obviously it was happening behind the scenes like that we didn't know for years, right? Like that resentment doesn't just like pop up on you. But I mean, the, the day and night transition of how they act towards each other this season versus last yeah. is shocking. You're like the other thing that really shocked me was the fact that Dorit so openly like asked her about it on camera. Mm-hmm. I I find it hard to believe that there wasn't a conversation between her and Kyle prior. We're almost Whoa. like Kyle said, I, I want you to ask me about this. I want you to like kind of give me a window of opportunity to talk about it this season because she knew what her end goal was going to be. Like, I think that they were close enough that Dorit wouldn't put her on the spot and question her marriage. The other thing that's very bizarre is in the trailer for the season, like they open it with all the wives reacting and they're all like seemingly very shocked. Like nobody saw this coming. What? They're all FaceTiming. But yet now we're seeing an entire season of them questioning, which well, again, it's just all so disjointed. Another reason why I'm over the whole franchise, because it's not, there are certain elements that are just so inauthentic. That's and what I, don't I get s- why they can't just like capture what's really happening. If it's really happening. Come on well, over that's to what TLC I said world. Two, two weeks ago, like this whole Give season me Lindsay Lo- me. Like the low hand, like nothing. There is no better reality television show than the Oprah produced L- Lindsay. It was the best. Because it was breaking the fourth wall long before it was like, Lindsay's not showing up for filming. We have to intervene. Like We're basically that. like calling the network executives on camera and like discussing whether we can continue or not. It was TV gold and you were rooting for her because you felt invested in this real journey. It was a true documentary series. This is not I loved that. it. No. And also to your point, because I mean, you apparently you can't watch it anymore. Apparently rubbed it from the fucking Internet. Oh, well, apparently you listen to every episode of Behind the Velvet Rope and Sarah Fraser, but you don't. We have talked about this, so you must be behind on your listening because talked about what to your point about here's someone who apparently didn't hear our conversation, who's confused about the timeline. I've said this. I don't believe anything about this season. I think everything was shot. After the fact, I think everything is B-roll to your point. Let's let let's react. We already know about this. Dur- you just said it. Dorit's yeah. asking her on camera. No, they already had a conversation. We picked it up. Let's film Dorit. Ask her. I feel all of this. Did you pick Portia up from school? I feel all- you mean to tell me they filmed this whole season with all this marital drama before this thing happened with Kyle. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. I think it's all. So much of it is shot after the fact and there's fake scenes that were worked in. And I believe we're crafting a story to Mm -hmm. watch because of what happened with Kyle and Morgan in real life. I cannot get over that. That And you, I know we have to wrap, but you believe, Sam, do you think she's- Yeah, 40 40 minutes each. Yeah. Our Thursday and Friday show, Sam, you do, listen, come on. I always listen to you. No, Sam, I I really enjoy your episodes with David. 
And I, I'm oh very transparent with David. I subscribe to his Patreon. Patreon. And I, I say I, I only listen to certain episodes because I only care about certain guests. I, a lot of these random people, not that they're random for your listeners, or but I don't know, you had like Tony Braxton on or some, some Braxton. Samantha yeah. Fox, like, I'm not the listening singer. to that because I don't know who she is, nor do I care. But I listen to you and him because I like the recaps. And I We've never to, had I a Braxton. A big fan of Kim D. I still Kim miss her D dearly. The, she's the worst person in the world. See that? that um, sorry, problematic. Not because. Let's call her. I I agree. I, have her you right ever? Have get, you ever reconciled? Like let's, let's see what Sarah was going to ask. But have you ever just people want to know why I'm in a good mood? When there's no toxicity in your life, people, life is great. What were you going to ask, Sarah? You were going to ask something. Bam, do before you we think, wrap up. Do you think that Kyle and Morgan are together? Like, are Honestly, they? Fans? No, I just. Oh, oh. I don't. I, don't. I, I because why wouldn't she just admit it then? Like, I don't know. Yeah, if maybe you're, for if her girl. Explore your sexuality, and you're going to start dating a woman, and you're going to be public about it. Why, like, like let everyone speculate? Why not just say? It? I just don't. I don't. Well, know. if you're just friends, why not be? I mean, she's said it, but I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. You know what I know personally? Because I know you're shot. I personally am so bored of Kyle and Morgan and Mauricio and talking about this is not I'm not I'm not criticizing because I love Kyle she's one of my top three housewives so and I think she's delivered more for the franchise than most housewives really if you think about no I love it too Sam I do I I I'm a Kyle fan and I do find this divorce to be shocking I really do yeah. I'm not the least bit shocked. I'm saying oh, out I'm here. Shocked. I'm not shocked. The only one that would shock me more, maybe. I'm trying to think. Let's Lisa Vanderpump and, say, and Ken Todd. Period. That is mine. She's not a housewife anymore. So let's go around and oh, say who we think housewife? would be the most shocking split. That's my answer. She's, no, current housewife. Current. I mean, uh, I, I, Kyle married? and Mo. Kyle and Mo would have been at the very top of the list. Shocked, shocked, shocked. I'm to be honest with you, I'd be more shocked if Dorit and PK divorced and have are having real problems than Kyle. Really? I've heard the, the, I know for rumors years, about I... Mo, for me, just for me. I'm still gonna go with Kyle with Kent LVP and past housewives count. That counts. That would I would shock be shocked me. if Lisa and Harry split up. Lisa you would or you yes. wouldn't? I would. Yes. I'd be shocked too. I'd be shocked to whether the stories yes. that they have in Hollywood for all those years, if if Rinna and Harry went their own ways, I would, that would be so surprising. That would be so And shocking. again, Meryl Streep is divorcing after 45 oh. years of marriage. I used to live in the same building and I knew Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee. They were like, Hugh Jackman shocks me. Like Kyle and Mo doesn't shock me. Hugh Jackman shocks me. And Mer- what after 45 years cannot be worked out? Well, I'm sure they've been living separate lives for, for six a while, years, and and they just decided eventually, like, let's make it official. I don't know. No wonder why she put that Tribeca apartment on the market. I mean, we have a million topics. Do we have? To, do you want to do one more, or you want to yeah, one more for three minutes? Okay. What's your? Fi- you know, you and I, have, uh, David, you and I have always had a soft spot for Katie Roast, the uh, our Real Housewives of Potomac first season. Was she on the second season, or did they let her go after the first? She came back. She made appearances thereafter. She made appearances thereafter. She has now entered rehab for alcohol. Um, I just feel like she's, I, I, I don't know, something about her breaks my heart. Like, she, you know, she has kids. I think the kids have been taken away on and off from the ex-husband. And 
maybe there's good reason for it. Then she started working at a co-op in Bethesda, Maryland for $14 an hour. She shared that. Nothing wrong with the honest days, you know, living. But she she apparently was sober for several months. She relapsed. Um, it got pretty bad. She went off of her bipolar medication that she's been on since she was very young. I, I, I just have a soft spot for her. Like she was great television. And I it's so sad where she's at, I feel like. I agree. Like, look, and this is no shade because people have real mental illness. She's not well. Like she, yeah. re- this is where it's wow. like, well, you know, they say, so is Bra- someone from Bravo called her and they say they check in. Brandy Glandall said that even when you're gone, but like she needs just like real help. And I don't know, like it has nothing to do with being on the show, but it's just like so many of these people are just having a tough time of it. Yeah, I, I was unaware of this uh, recent development. Um, I, she always seemed a little. Yeah, I don't know what the like almost like disheveled, like she was always a little off. Her behavior seemed a little um, unusual at times. It's tragic to hear that she's like struggling so badly right now. But if she's making the effort to get better and in rehab, that's, you know, a positive step forward. But I think it actually kind of speaks to Bethany's whole argument, which is that this network does exploit these women and maybe they don't put enough consideration into the ramifications that the show and the negativity has on people's lives after the fact. If someone is fragile or vulnerable mentally, what being on a show and having this fame for a a fleeting second and then not having it and the kind of financial ups and downs, how that that could impact someone. That's 100% into a spiral. And what can the network do to protect and prevent that from happening? Whether it is compensation for, you know, in perpetuity for reruns or whether it is a, a a union to protect people. And I don't know what kind of health insurance does Katie Ross have? Who's paying for her rehab? You they know have none. Mean? They don't, they don't get any health so insurance. That, I again, I, that, yeah. I, I think, I mean, granted, I agree. I think if you have, look, when the light bulbs are gone, I mean, this is why I've said this before, you know, when everyone's telling me how great I am, when someone says to me, You're great at your job. I just interviewed a major Jersey housewife who's coming up who said at the end, you're really great at this. That to me is, I am right. So that, so that I, I like that. I, cause it's truly, but when someone's like, I love you, I love you. Like to me, it's like our good friend, Carlos King said this, you can't internalize the love and praise because it means you give, you give power to the haters. It's like, so I do believe to your point when someone like a Katie is on TV, it's like the flash bulbs and BravoCon and, oh, we love you. We love you. Like you said, Sarah, they just were treated. Like, and then when it's gone, I do think you're the, the power of fame. It's like, you right. really got to have it together. And also yeah. what kind of um like evaluations are they doing in casting prior to selecting people? You know what I mean? Like, are they undergoing any sort of mental health have you watched the real housewives of salt lake just to kind they of claim that they do they claim that they do that they that that a very um wasn't it shed media that says everyone undergoes a psychological evaluation can i just say as we wrap <laughs> up shed media is real housewives of new york and we have a leo lawsuit their real housewives of new york 
Ebony has was in the article. We know what's where Ramona is in life. They're real housewives of Salt Lake, Jen Shaw. They're real housewives of Girls Trip, Brandy Glenn. Shed Media is really out of all of the media production companies. They're the ones involved in a lot of this. I pr- I can't even say this now. I think Shed Media is going to be gone from the Bravo world. That's my prediction. Really? I a hundred percent. This is a whole conversation. By the way, over here, I listened to to the Two T's podcast. Good luck. As I was eating some, you know, Hagen Dots cultured creme. And (laughs) um, Alex Baskin was a guest. And I guess he is now forming his own production company, 32 Flavors, because he is a relative of the founder of Baskin Robbins. Ah. 31 Flavors. That's the most interesting we found Um, out. I know. That was interesting, right? Um, And uh, interesting. Yeah. So he sold Evolution Media, him and Doug Ross. Wow. So I'm not sure how involved they're going to be in the. But that's what I mean. Like, so even with evolution, that's Vanderpump and Beverly Hills. We have, I forgot who it was, Sirens for New Jersey. I believe, yeah, I believe like, well, look, we can't talk about oh, can we it. talk about Bravo, the promo no, for, for no we cannot that made me want to like smash my television no we cannot we can talk about the that dramatic next acoustic time. we gotta pick this up next time theme song all right we'll pick it up we'll pick where it up did that time. footage come from does anyone know do we think that that was like staged or was that like a real outtake from last year's photo shoot what, it, what just please weigh in there, um, and lisa looks terrible let's just be honest where they filmed the opening she looks like she's had way too much filler. and the glass shatters and they say yeah. we're recovering from a scandal yeah. Um, I kind of liked it. Why can't you guys go a little long? It hasn't even been an hour. Because we have another show. And you know why? No, that's not so how it is. Have to promote. Honey, this one's we're doing, we're frames, doing the opposite. Soda, his relief bands. Yeah. His... Check out my merchandise. You can go to Amazon.com slash shop. I have pillows. I have t-shirts. I have poppets. Sam, you need all of my collection of the TSFS. I'm going to get it and represent where, it here. Where could we find it, Sarah? Sam, you can also get Lumi. Lumi is a whole body deodorant. So it's for your pits, your ass. Um, I saw that. Face. I've seen the commercial. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the commercial. Use code TSFS at checkout. $5 off for your full body. 72 hours. You won't stank. Wow. And what about are you also promoting, as David is, the shapewear for women? Honey Love. Honey I Love. Mean, okay. Honey I'm, Love. I'm David and I. We both have Honey Love. Oh my God. I mean, honeylove.com. Use the promo code TSFS or- Or use the promo code Velvet. Let me tell you something about Honey Love. It's my, oh my God, one Sam. of my number one sponsors. I had no idea I could sell bras. And guess what? I thought you were just going to have like an Oprah moment. No, and like, guess what? <laughs> one thing. Yeah. I offered Wait, this- Wait, what do we make of this Wait. drama surrounding old lady games? Next time. Oh, I offered, next time. We already I talked thought- about that. I oh, offered fifteen percent off. I offer twenty. Listen, this is a real thing. I am offering fifty percent five it's zero fifty percent off for Black so Friday for Honey yeah, Love. Me. Yes, Sarah. I don't know if Sarah Fraser's offering I that. I have but the let's same see. promo this okay. month. Fifty percent off. Publish this video on YouTube as well. Yes, you do. Yes, of course. We have a whole YouTube. You guys are monetizing <laughs> everything. I'm yes, signing. This is why. This is why. Now, this is why we're not going longer because every minute is uh, you and agree. Sarah. Will this get published to your feed as well? Yes, Sam. Yeah. You can listen on the Sarah Fraser show. I drop podcast episodes daily. I know you guys are. Or I'm behind Velvet Rope. Everyone, let's just. Let, I just want all your listeners to know because thank actually, you. I will say this. Oh. In all sincerity, thank not to quote Ramona Singer, because somehow I use that same phrase. In all sincerity, David mentioned to me that he thinks his listeners will be annoyed at the next episode because 
there's going to be a lot of ads. And I said, but people have to realize you're publishing content every single day. I mean, you got to pay the bills. It is what it is. And they're short ads and they're ads that actually are more useful than just television commercials because they appeal to lots of people and there's something in it for them. You're, you're promoting something, but there's also a benefit for the listeners. 99% of the ads. I was scrolling your feed for an hour looking for the Quince promo code. I swear to God, I have three items coming from Quince. Oh my God. You need all our promo I am going to talk to you so soon. Love you. Bye. Bye, gorgeous. Okay. Talk to you both soon. Bye. Bye. I have to go. Bye. I know. I was a one-hit wonder. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.